Wait, so are we talking about weed or are we going to talk about like... <laughs> I have no idea what's happening. No weed, says Emily. No weed. All with right. her hand gestures. Yeah. Different direction, please. The cool thing, Emily, is that none of this is live. All of this is like we can cut Beautiful. any of this. Love that for us. I think we should talk about little quirks in the Emily and Braden dynamic. After living together for a little over a year, you guys have been in relationship for two years. Two years as of six days ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you've been living together for a year, a little bit more than that. And you must have some little quirks about each other that you've noticed. A few that I've noticed. <laughs> yes. How, how about you? What have you, what have you noticed? At least one. No. I don't know. Honestly, no. like you're not, you're I mean, not a you, very, you got to talk about the sheets. Like that's number one. Like well, what's yeah. up with those sheets? <laughs> <laughs> so I, I feel like we just talked, we just talked about it outside of the podcast. So I feel like I'm kind of a broken record here, but Emily loves her clean sheets is pretty much the whole thing. I mean, yeah. So <laughs> I love clean sheets. Everybody loves clean sheets. Um, Emily, however, on a nightly basis, likes to fluff up the sheets and brush out the crumbs. That's brush the out the crumbs from the bottom. <laughs> so if I get in bed I and I'm laying that. there ready to go to sleep, she will sometimes be very nice about it. Sometimes be like, okay, let me make you a bed here on the floor. You can roll onto the floor and I will fluff up the bed and you can get back in. But other nights That's it's fair. like <laughs> yanking the sheets out from under me and just being like, all right, fluffing up the sheets and then just like putting it back down, which is good. But then other nights I do it. So it's kind of like a expected thing every night. The bed has to be freshly made right before we get into it. But like, okay, so any bed that I've ever slept in alone or with another partner, I've just kind of climbed in, whether it's been, you know, not washed for a couple of days but you actually like to take the sheet off the mattress not all the time usually it's just kind of like fluffing it up oh like just giving it a good shake yeah. or oh. like just running my hand underneath and like oh just like straightening okay. things out so yeah not like a fitted like sheet but just the flat it. yeah just a flat sheet oh yeah just the stuff on top okay so i don't even use a, f- a flat sheet just the fitted. You I have just... a I have a fitted sheet oh, and then just a comforter. That's okay. It. Oh, nice. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> yeah, we have a fitted sheet, flat sheet, duvet. Nice. And then Blanket. like six thousand pillows. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's a, that would be a little quirk. <laughs> oh, pillows. There's another one. I mean, let's let's move away from bedding though. I feel like Emily's starting <laughs> to get a little bit a little bit hurt because of this discussion. Oh, none of this is meant to be hurtful. This is what works. <laughs> <laughs> these are unique to you and they're cute, cute. now it's, we can now call it's them, my turn hit me we can call them little cutes if you want none of them little. she doesn't know any quirks i'm perfect apparently i have no quirks well i've lived with you <laughs> okay let's hear it then, man. <laughs> what do you got for me well you have some of the stinkiest farts i've ever seen oh emily can definitely speak to that <laughs> i didn't know that could qualify as a quirk <laughs> literally i don't know how to describe i think uh, you you described one the other day like two days ago it was bad i forget it was really bad and you said i don't know you said something it smells like i can't remember (laughs) what it was the death of your entire ass (laughs) (laughs) like something crawled up there it just died 
No, just it rotted itself for me. Really good description. It's yeah. really bad. Yeah, it's pretty bad. You got some bad ones, man. <laughs> I do have some bad ones. I don't know why. Sometimes I call them tiny trumpets. Tiny trumpets, because that's what they sound like. Yeah. <laughs> tiny <What>? trumpets. <laughs> but it'll be funny because sometimes I'll be, you know, like in the bedroom or in the bathroom and Emily's in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. And then I'll fart from the other room and it's just like a little poof. And then I just hear her, tiny trumpets. <laughs> from the other room of the house. <laughs> that's pretty funny. Wait. Can you make the sound, Emily, what they sound like? <laughs> I'm trying to, like, remember. Kind <laughs> of. <laughs> so it's like a little up at the end. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty accurate. Yeah, it sounds like. <laughs> it's perfect. <laughs> perfect. <Yeah. laughs> nice. That's a, that's a great quirk. Yeah. I can't really think of any other ones that I've experienced while living with you. Right? <laughs> I don't know. You're just not like you're very chill. You're very go with the flow. Pretty you're helpful. Clean, you do the dishes. Cooks for me. Um, <laughs> they're all good quirks. I feel like I'm just super OCD. So there's a lot of there's a lot of little weird things that I do, like wiping down the entire kitchen after <laughs> using. That's good though. That's not yeah. a quirk. That's just like I'm glad to have you around when you when you get in that cleaning mode. Yeah, that's true. nice. Yeah, it is really nice. I mean, not just when you get in the cleaning mode. I'm glad to have you around all the time. But <laughs> Yeah, whenever you get into that cleaning mode, that's when I'm happy to have you. <laughs> We're back in the 50s now. Just oh, <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. It's hard to think of quirks on the spot, really. Well, we could move it to another topic if you yeah. want. Oh, I have another one. Um, so maybe this is just me, though. Maybe this is my quirk. But mm-hmm. whenever I have, whenever I have a pair of socks and then there's a hole in them, I throw them away immediately. If they're, if I find a hole in my big toe or in the heel, which I feel like are the two most common places, maybe on the pad of your foot, mm-hmm. I'll throw them away right away. But the other day, Emily came home from work and she took her shoes off and her full big toe was sticking out <laughs> of a hole on the sock. And so I grabbed nice. the sock, took it off, and I was like, can I rip this? And she had such a hard time letting me rip the sock because it had helped her through miles and miles of her life. Is that what you said? I think that's exactly what I said, actually. (laughs) It's just been with me through so much. I wasn't ready to let it go. Yeah. But then you forced me to rip it apart. So I just looked her in the eye and said, can I rip it? Can I rip it? Can I rip it? And then she said, yes. So I ripped it in in half. It's probably the eye look, the the eye contact that Exactly, the eye contact. It somehow made it back in the wash, though. Yeah, it washed back. <laughs> and then I was doing the laundry. I'm like, how the heck? Are you trying to wear this again? <laughs> Just like my entire foot out of it. It's an ankle sock. Oh, uh, yeah. There you go. <laughs> you gotta keep those warm. An ankle sock. <laughs> That's funny. Uh-uh. Yeah. Quirks, man. Being in a relationship is hard. Oh, yeah. Living together. Like, when you've already... When you guys moved in together after already been having been dating for a year, was there, like... Any moments of like, let's just like not live together again. Let's. <laughs> <laughs> I think we'd only been dating for about six months when we moved in together, right? Because we've been living together about a year and a half. That's right. Almost yeah, a year and a half. Definitely. We've been dating two years. Oh, okay. So I think probably like eight months or so when, when we moved in together. Um, but your question was after we moved in together, was there ever a time we were like, why did we do that? Yeah, like was it hard? Like I did, think it, did it introduce like additional very... challenges? I feel like that didn't come till I don't know. I yeah. guess living together, we 
we've had relationship challenges, but not really like living together challenges. Like there's not a lot of mm-hmm. things Braden does that I don't like. We're very compatible roommates. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I feel like with roommate, like if you think of it more as roommates, mm-hmm. like she's awesome. Like we don't really have like those living together roommate quarrels. Uh. It's more just like normal relationship stuff. But yeah, none of the none of the um, relationship, or I mean, none of the like I guess problems you're thinking about came until like later, mm-hmm. until oh, like okay. a couple of months ago or like last month or something. Then we started to kind of like really work through some stuff. But it's just like normal relationship things instead of roommate stuff. Gotcha. Until the rest of the world imploded and everybody started feeling obnoxiously stressed. Yeah, so we just blame <laughs> it on the world whenever we have issues. <laughs> Like, oh, yeah, it's just 2020. Don't even worry about it. <laughs> it's not a relationship. It's just 2020. Yeah. Oh, man. You guys having 2020 issues? <laughs> relationship <laughs> problems? Yeah, that's interesting. I, I was thinking about that today. The world seems really scary, and people are like, global warming is just going to get worse. The economy is just going to continue to suffer. And I'm like, yeah. But there's always like a silver lining. and But I've also noticed my point is that people always want somebody or something specific to blame for that. Mm-hmm. And there's not really anybody or anything specifically to blame for like COVID-19. <laughs> so people just, res- uh, they end up blaming each other. Like mm-hmm. start to get mad at each other, especially online. Mm-hmm. Or they tend to want control over something really small like Taylor my girlfriend she's like everything's out of control the world is crazy i don't have control over anything except for the length of my hair i want to cut my hair <laughs> to my shoulder length. so she's like thinking about cutting cutting her hair Aww. to her shoulders oh wow it's like a big dramatic change but it's like yeah. the thing that she can control and change so i mm-hmm. get it yeah that makes sense yeah huh i really thought about that i guess i did cut my hair recently too yeah <laughs> But have you have you found anything in your life that you're like really obsessing over, like something really small that doesn't really matter, but it's like the thing that you have control over, so you kind of obsess over it because the world is in sh- such shambles. I guess I started cooking a lot more. Hmm. That's cool. What do you think about that? About you cooking more? Yeah. Or or no? What do you? What have you been doing? What have I been doing? I'm trying to process that. I'm not really. I feel like I've still been in the shock phase for the most part. And I haven't had time the to... fight or flight. Yeah, the fight or flight phase. And not really had enough time to get into the obsessive phase. Mm. And it's been mostly just anxiety or depression. <laughs> really? Yeah, I feel like that's how the response <laughs> As you been. say through a smile and a laugh. <laughs> anxiety and, and depression. depression. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Fine. <laughs> I'm fine. We're all okay. Everything's fine. It's good. Yeah. But it's, I mean, it's kind of, it's crazy, but it's really nice to have, like, I feel very lucky to have a partner through this mm-hmm. whole thing. I agree. Because I just feel like there's a lot of people who aren't, you know, lucky in that sense to, like, have somebody to work through these things with. And a lot of people, I'm sure, are feeling very lonely, which, I mean, yeah, from time to time, I'll feel lonely, and I feel like everybody does. But then you kind of just open your mind a little bit and share what you're going through with your mm. partner with you emily yeah. and it just feels so um i guess like warming or comforting just knowing that you're not going through these crazy things alone mm-hmm. and that you have somebody who cares so much about you to be able to like help you work through those things exactly that is really comforting yeah. i i think more than loneliness i feel nostalgia 
for the way that the world used to be and not always feeling like so much fear. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I I don't really like feeling fear all the time. (laughs) Yeah, no, it's rough. It's kind of weird finding things to be able to not like push the fear away, but just to be able to cope with the fear and just live with it. Mm -hmm. It's kind of crazy because that's being an adult though. I mean, it's a very extreme year, but very extreme. It's just kind of the way, the way it is. You're right though. There's always going to be something like the world has never been like, Oh, okay. Now we can relax and we can exhale and everything's fine. Mm -hmm. There's always been something crazy that's happening. And you're right. Maybe not necessarily as extreme as a pandemic and all these fires that are raging through the Valley and like the, the racial tensity that's, is that the right way to say phrase that racial intensity? I mean, yeah, I feel like people know what you're talking about when you say it. Yeah. I'm sure there's plenty of incorrect and correct ways to say it, but we'll go with that for now. There's just so many <laughs> things that are happening at the same time that's just like, what do it's I do? A lot. Yeah. Very overwhelming. And yeah. something that I've been thinking about a lot is how I don't really know what to post on social media anymore. Like, mm-hmm. if I post this thing about my opinion, am I going to be canceled because like I said something wrong or I offended one person or a party of people a group of people and what if I change my mind later what if my opinion changes sometime in the future then uh, you know but if I just stay in that fear of making a mistake then I'll probably never post anything at all and yeah I don't know maybe this is going off topic I know well yeah no it is really crazy how social media has changed just because of what is going on in the world like everything relates somehow to what's going on it seems like and if yeah. it doesn't relate somehow to what's going on then you get ridiculed ridiculed because you're not participating in what's happening and it's yeah. just I don't like know, your just, silence is uh yeah i mean there's just a lot of judgment going around like no matter what you do just because of how tense everything is people lash out yeah. in ways that maybe they shouldn't yeah that's what i mean like people just getting mad at everybody else because they don't they want something or somebody to blame for the way that the world is mm-hmm yeah that sucks i like that yeah. shape you made with the with the twirly it's cute <laughs> i feel like it's How antennas it for my there? knee um, just, there's a little piece of kind of i don't know just that... stuck in your pants <laughs> <laughs> it's just stuck <laughs> in my pants it's where they're supposed to be they're supposed to be like ripped jeans like holes in my knees and this is a very i don't know spandexy fabric it's like Nice. Jeans with a lot of stretch. Stretchy and... jeans. Jiggings. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think about that, Emily? Like, do you have any trouble with, like, a fear of making a mistake with the, th- the things that you say or, like, offending somebody? Um, In general with life or in general over social media pertaining to that? Yeah, in general, like, this year, like, with, with Black Lives Matter or with the way that you've been feeling with depression, with anxiety things like that i think everyone's always to some extent being really conscientious about other people and always kind of worrying and thinking about that and it's always a subconscious thing that you're you're taking into consideration um i feel like for me personally i just try my very best to understand where other people are coming from and if i don't feel confident enough about my opinion or my stance on something, I, instead of just 
saying it before I'm ready. I really like sit and kind of listen as much as I possibly can and gain more information so that I am confident when I'm ready to share. And I guess that's something I've always been, I'm always very conscientious about sharing things. I don't do it unless I'm completely ready and I feel, um, I feel that I've made the safe space for myself to be vulnerable so that I can share with other people. But yeah, I guess somewhat, I mean, there's always that anxiety or there's that like nervousness there, but it's not a really crippling thing for me, I guess. So then imagine a scenario where you feel ready, this place or the, the space feels safe to you and then you share your opinion and then it ends up offending somebody and you feel like you've made a mistake. Then what? I guess that's, it. I guess it definitely depends on the situation, but I think I'd try to express as best as I could to that person that I had no intention of doing that and just tell them how completely sorry and empathetic I am and that um, I suppose that I kind of like strive to learn more from where they're coming from and being creating a space to where they feel um, safe and comfortable being vulnerable with their truth and their truth feels validated Mm -hmm. and where we can kind of like come together and meet in the middle. Mm. Yeah, I guess the reason I ask is because I was a big part of my career is on social media and I have to say something. I have to make decisions and I'm just so afraid all the time of making a mistake, of offending somebody, but then I just never do anything. So I've been trying to learn how to move forward with the understanding that a mistake is always going to be inevitable, is always possible. Offending somebody is always going to be the case. Not everybody's going to like me all the time. And so learning how to move forward with that mentality of like, I'm going to make a mistake. So how do I move forward making mistakes a bit more gracefully instead of just obsessing always over just being right all the time? Does that make sense? No, that makes complete sense. And I feel like just throughout my life in general, I've been so comfortable making mistakes And I've kind of, um, that's happened a lot subconsciously where I've just um, made them without trying to, just trying something new and then learning from that situation. And I think I always, um, my mindset with mistakes is just that you can't um, make a wrong mistake. You're always going to be learning more from them and you're always going to be growing. And I think that's the most important thing is to not live in fear of making mistakes. It's more so to look at them as an opportunity for growth. Yeah. Which is a very hard thing to do. But (laughs) that's the right thing to do. But when there's haters that are like (laughs) persecuting you for like, how could, how dare you? And then, you know what I mean? The haters start making their points known and you're like, ah. Yeah. uh, Yeah. Cancel culture. Anyway. It's nice when you have a partner who, when you make a mistake in a relationship, they can have a bit of compassion. Yeah. Thank goodness for Emily. She's very <laughs> compassionate. I've made a lot of mistakes, and she's always very, very forgiving. Stands her ground, but is very, very forgiving and understanding for the most part. <laughs> <laughs> you're a very good listener. Oh, thank you. I thought you were going to say, you're very good looking. <laughs> <laughs> that <matters>. too. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> yeah, I don't know. Mistakes. It's, uh, 
that's something that I talked to my life coach about today. It was just like, yeah, mistakes and more specifically like in a career, but I think it relates to relationships as well. When you make a mistake, allowing yourself to be forgiven, like, you know, forgiving yourself, but then also if your partner makes a mistake to allow, to, to allow that, like, it's okay to make a mistake. Like, um, Taylor came home yesterday and she was pretty grumpy. And I mean, I'm curious if this is true for you, Emily. I've in, in relationship with Taylor, she's, uh, expressed to me that she feels her value as a woman comes from how kind she is and how well she's able to perform as like a woman, like how helpful she can be. And so when she comes home and she's grumpy, she feels automatically shame because she's like, I'm feeling bad and sad right now. I'm, I don't want to smile. I don't want to be helpful. I just want to vent and lie down. And I, I made sure to sit down and say to her, like, it's okay that you want to be like this right now. You don't, like, I still love you. You're still lovable and valuable and worthy of, of love, even though you are grumpy and sad and want to lie down and be a couch potato like it's okay to be that way um i don't know if that's like too vulnerable for you to talk about but i think that a lot of human beings tend to attach their value as human beings by how happy they are all the time and how like oh yeah i'll cook you dinner even though i'm feeling like shit right now yeah i don't know I feel like we live in like a very performative society in general. I think everyone to a certain extent feels that pressure to perform and to be that perfect image all the time. And it can be really intense and it can, when you do feel as if you're not living up to that, I feel like it's very, um, it can be kind of shattering to yourself. You know, you feel like you're disappointing yourself or you're letting yourself down. Um, I think for me, what I struggle with the most um, when I'm feeling kind of like that, where you're just like grumpy and you're just wanting to kind of do something cozy and do something comfortable, I struggle with kind of similarly accepting the comfort, but it's because I'm confused and I'm frustrated with feeling down and with feeling bad. And I feel like there, I should just be moving through it instead of really letting myself sit with it. Mm. And I think... Um, kind of like our culture and our society and growing up in America, you're not, you're not taught as a kid to really just reflect and to slow down and to be conscious of how you're um, moving through your emotions. You're taught that, or at least in my experience, you're taught that um, you can move through it. You don't, that you can move on. Let's just keep moving forward. Keep always keep pushing forward um, why are you, why yeah. are you feeling that keep way? Keep your chin up. Yeah, exactly. Keep your chin up. Keep your chin up, Buttercup. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like it'll, it's, it's better. It'll get better instead of being like, it's okay that it's not okay right now, and it's okay to take a breather. So I definitely relate to that. It's okay to be sad. Yeah, it's okay to be sad, and it's okay to sit with it, and it's okay to not feel productive, and you don't have to feel productive all the time. But I think we all kind of lose sight of that sometimes, and it's important to kind of try your, to ground yourself back into it as much as you can. Hell yeah. I love that. I feel the same way. 
I even as a man, like I the other day was, you know, I everybody would prefer I assume to feel happy as opposed to sad. And the other day, for no reason, I think I told you guys this story. I was just feeling sad for no reason, just sad emotions. But as I've learned, emotions are very fluid. It's it's unrealistic to always pursue happiness and to always feel happy because sadness is inevitable. It's going to come, whether it has a reason or it doesn't. And so I was feeling sad. I texted Taylor. I'm like, hey, I'm sad. I don't really know why, but I'm just feeling very heavy, unmotivated, and I'm struggling to get anything done today. And as a business owner, that's kind of a big deal. So I kind of just went throughout my day as best I could. And she did have plans that night. She was supposed to go uh, to the rock gym. She was going to go work out. Um, but instead, without my knowledge, she just skipped that. She went to the store and bought my favorite popcorn and some chips and some flowers Oh. Isn't that a concept that a Shout man can receive flower, flowers? <laughs> and she just came home and surprised me with flowers, and I just wept. Just immediately started crying. It was, so cute. Love Taylor. <laughs> yeah. But, I, you know, it's it's okay to be sad and to, as a man, to, like, receive flowers. I was just yeah. going to say, I remember the first time I got Braden flowers, and he was like, no one's ever got me flowers before <laughs> and it was a yeah. big moment for you it just too. wasn't even a concept I'm yeah. just like, wait oh yeah that feels so good to get flowers because yeah. they're so beautiful and they smell so good and it's just such a gesture for somebody to walk up to you with just this That's bouquet what it's of about. these beautiful mm-hmm. plants and it's like i love plants in general yeah. but i never even associated that with flowers for whatever reason but yeah it feels very special to get flowers from somebody yeah it's it's about the equality for me like i feel the same way if i receive flowers or if a woman holds a door for me you know like the the typical thing that a gentleman is supposed to do but we're all asking for equality across the board right like equal pay equality equal rights which i'm all i mean of course i'm in favor of Mm -hmm. and so it's like when a when a woman will like grab my door or offer to buy me flowers or pick up the bill like which taylor has done all those things for me just like makes me cry because <laughs> i'm just a weeper <laughs> it's awesome when it's just totally unexpected and then it happens yeah. and it's just like a smack in the face in the best way she's like oh my gosh yes thank oh, you yeah. this is I, beautiful it is okay for me to receive yeah it's okay for me to not have to like i always attach when that the feeling of like oh if somebody does something really nice for me i need i owe them i need to do something back Mm-hmm. And, uh, I mean, do you guys feel that way at all? I think at first, yeah. Um, in general, yes. Like with the everyday person that I'm with, if something nice happens to me, I feel like I owe them something. But I feel like in a relationship, it's something that I've, you know, not 100% overcome, but something that I've been able to understand a little bit better. Like when something nice happens, I don't feel like I owe her anything. It's just because I feel like I you know, I just flip it around. And when I do something nice for her, I don't expect anything in return. And I understand that she feels the same way. So it's just kind of, you know, back and forth, 50-50 of the whole concept. Yeah, I don't think, I don't think I've ever really felt that pressure. I've always just kind of done things because I'm like, I know this will make him so happy and I love him. And um, I'm thinking of him in that moment. And I just want to bring that thought into kind of like a physical presence or physical being. So it's always kind of mm-hmm. come from a place of that, but I've never expected anything in return other than, I guess, love. 
<laughs> and hugs and kisses. <laughs> and I'll give you the love and the hugs and the kisses. Tell you what. <laughs> Do you guys, like, have you gone and talked about your love languages or figured out how to speak each other's love languages? I want to look into that more. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like touch is a big one for Brayden. And I think for me, I really love gifts. <laughs> I yeah. think that's, I didn't realize that, but until at the time, last night. Well, <laughs> no, like little gestures of endearment, I guess. Yeah. That's more so what it is. Like little yeah. moments that you create that are special and specific to things that mm-hmm. I love that show Maybe that you're like, thinking about um, them. What's that other one? Time quality time quality time. that's mine yeah yeah it's gonna be like a mix of gifts and quality time 50 50 mm-hmm. between the two yeah just depends on what you're feeling yeah i guess yeah, <laughs> yeah we've kind of like touched on it a little bit but we've never really looked into it looked into it sat down with a chart and like yeah. cool, you know, dissected each other with forks and knives and spoons and spoons for the eyes <laughs> <laughs> boom, boom. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> i think that understanding your partner's love language and being able to speak that love language mm. is massive. Mm-hmm. Like, yes. Uh, and like when your partner is trying to speak that language, just like really, really accepting their effort. Mm-hmm. I'm not a therapist or anything or like a coach, but like I understand my love language is like quality time. And so I just be sure to really, and it's not just Taylor, you know. I don't want to just receive love from her. I like to receive love from, like, my family and my yeah. friends. And so I try to communicate that to them. Like, say, hey, I really enjoy quality time. And I like to receive it this way. Because I can't resent somebody who I haven't communicated my need to clearly. Mm-hmm. So I say, hey, I really, lo- I would really appreciate this from you. Uh, and then when they do it, I just, like, shower them with praise and with positive reinforcement because I want them to know how much I appreciate that. That's my thoughts on that. Yeah. I love that. It's like, I mean, the other day you just asked me, we were doing something. I can't remember where, what we were doing or where we were, but we were doing something together. And then you were like, yeah, dude, we should hang out more. I'd want to spend time with you. I love that. Oh, that was was here. Oh yeah. Was that here? Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. Yeah. It was really cool. It's just, I mean, I always kind of, you kind of assume that people, when they're with you, I mean, depending on the person, obviously, but you just assume that they're busy or that they don't really, you know, they like what's happening, but you never really know what they're thinking next. Yeah. But it's so nice to just hear that, like, oh, I had a great time. I want to spend more time with you because we haven't been spending enough time together. So let's do it again soon. It's like, oh, yeah, that's such a nice thing to hear at the end of a hangout with somebody. Yeah. It's good. And I just wanted to make that clear. Yeah. You and know, it was I... clear. I'm like, okay, cool. And then here we are tonight yeah, doing a podcast with Emily. This yeah. Great. And we've hung out a couple of times since and that wasn't very long ago. Yeah. Oh, we made it happen. Yeah. I just, I really, during this whole crazy time, 2020 with everything we've discussed already with what's going on in the world, I've been really trying to reassess my priorities of the things that actually matter and connecting with people is one of them. I really like honest and deep connection with people that's why i love podcasting because i feel like you really get to the the deepness the depths of like nitty-gritty yeah and you know the like the small talk bullshit that you hey how's it going good i just 
don't ask me if <laughs> don't ask me how I'm doing if you don't actually want to know. And I just want to like actually sit down, spend time with people. My love language is positive or as uh, quality time, and I just want to connect. And so that day that we sat around and like we didn't even do oh I guess we did do some work. We recorded a podcast for Raw, but oh yeah, just like sitting here drinking a beer, hanging out. I like that. Yeah. It's not, it's not like negative. We're not gossiping. We're not complaining about our partners. We're just like talking about ideas we have, talking about things we've been liking in life and just <laughs> connecting. You know, I like yeah, that. It's good. It's very honest, very human to do those kinds of things. Yeah. Yeah, Emily. <laughs> I'm just trying to get you to say something. <laughs> yeah, Emily, do you think it's Not honest? calling you out or anything at all. <laughs> Put a bi- put a headset on my ears and a big microphone in front of my face, and I get terrified. Yes. Start being You're quiet. Joining the podcast. Uh, yeah, I feel like I'm usually the quiet one during podcasts. I'm feeling so comfortable right now, though. I'm like laying half down on the couch, got my leg up on my other leg. I have a little little toy wrapped around my pinky. What is this thing? It's like cool. a little yeah. a little crimp. It's holds a the mic cord together. It's a cord tie. Cord tie. Yeah. Have you guys done that at all? Reassessed your priorities? Like, you know, like before COVID and after? I don't know. I just feel like before COVID, I was like, money. I need more money. I need more uh, clients. I need more, you know, things. I'm trying to get the next computer. I want to get the next camera, the next lens. And then when COVID happened, I'm like, oh, people are dying and, and, it just forced me to like reassess my priorities, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, so I just, I'm curious what your, if you've had an adjustment. Emily. <laughs> I know. I'm my I'm thing kidding. though. I feel like I'm just reaching that point. I've just had a lot of stressful things happen since COVID. I was, well, I say, yeah, she was home. surfing in Hawaii <laughs> for three months. What a stressful period. Well, no, <laughs> so stressful. But like there was a lot of other emotional things going on during that time. There totally. was a lot of familial stuff that was getting realigned and kind of rediscovered for me. Oh, and like you and said then, before, you've kind of still been in that fight or flight. Yeah, I've been in stage. very fight or flight kind of, I don't know, processing time. And it everything kind of is somewhat starting to feel like it's mellowing out or not necessarily mellowing out because I think things are constantly always changing no matter what's going on no matter if it's a pandemic or you're starting to get more used to it yeah maybe not more used to it per se but just getting to that point where I'm mentally and emotionally ready to show up for my needs and my thoughts and my feelings for what's going on with the world. But up to this point, there was just so many different shifts going on in my life, physically where I was at, um, relationally with family, relationships, um, and then work. And also a big part of my life has been school. And I just graduated during this time. And navigating all of that stuff and tying up loose ends there has all been incredibly stressful and emotional and I have different traumas with school going on so it's just been like a lot of overwhelm I feel like in the last I don't know three to six months that I'm just now feeling like it's starting to make all the chaos is making sense and I'm understanding the placement but for a while Mm. I was just overwhelmed gotcha 
What about so you, So short Brent? answer, not yet. <laughs> not yet. <laughs> <laughs> still, still got still the same there. priority. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I mean, that totally makes sense. Like, the timeline doesn't have to be the same yeah, for any exactly. of us. Exactly. Like, just because I'm, I've reassessed my priority doesn't mean that the next person has. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah, I mean, we're just different people. We're in different exactly. places. We're different yeah. ages. Also, I've been a firefighter and exposed to a lot of like high stress emergency situations and where I was trained to like reassess constantly. Like what's the new, what's the next priority Mm -hmm. in like a really high stress situation. And my stresses aren't the same as yours. Like I wasn't in college. I don't work at like a nine to five job. And, uh, I, well, I mean, I do have like familial relationship struggles, but it's just different. Yeah, so, everybody's an individual and everybody's going through it at their own pace and right. process and yeah. Braden's turn. <laughs> is, it, is it my turn? <laughs> All the eyes are on you. <laughs> Can we uh, repeat the question so it's fresh in my head? <laughs> Have you had a readjustment of your priorities bef- since uh since COVID has kind of gotten to, into the swing? No, oh, totally. I don't know. I mean, that's a, it's a very gradual process. I feel like Um, I was just talking to Emily about how crazy everything is because when everything started to happen, it was all just like, Oh, this is so crazy. And now it seems like it has been so long that Mm. the world has been this way. And it's kind of just a crazy, um, crazy mind shift to kind of think about how much has changed and a lot has changed, but it's all seemed like it's happened so slowly but at the same time, very quickly. So just time kind of gets jumbled up, yeah. moves really quick, but each day goes by very slowly. Um, so I feel like my, I don't know, I guess like adjustment that I've made has really been um, kind of tapping in inward a little bit more and finding out what's important for me and for my partner and finding out what the next step is with life. And I feel like that still hasn't been, made that decision still hasn't been made but i haven't really thought about that like pre-covid world it kind of seems like i was just one day at a time kind of flowing through life Mm -hmm. and then now that you know shit started to get real it's like okay let's buckle down and kind of find out what's going on yeah so we kind of even though it's very hard to keep plans right now i feel like we still keep making them just because that is for us that's kind of what keeps us moving forward in a world that's so standstill but at the same time, just so drastically changing. So it's like very hard to make decisions, but I feel like it's so important to just keep pushing forward and keep looking forward to something and keep trying to better yourself and better the people around you. So that's kind of been my main focus is just trying to, you know, figure out what's next, I guess. Yeah. What's something that you miss the most? Oh, man. Just about... Like pre-COVID, mine's going on. The movie theaters, dude, hands down. Movie theaters. I mean, they're starting to reopen, but yeah. (laughs) Oh, I miss them. Yeah, I'm not really sure. I kind of just miss stability. I miss the the stability, (laughs) and I just miss the people. I mean, both like the physical contact with people, and also just the attitude that people had before this, which I didn't even know. I mean. Before everything went down, I feel like I was still complaining just as much, if not more, than I am now about how, like, shitty people are. Because that's, I don't know, I'm very, I tend to be more of an introverted person when I'm in my free time. And I just don't like dealing with people too much. But now that things have changed and people have changed, 
just because everybody's going through a lot, just like what we're talking about, people deal with it very differently. Mm-hmm. And I feel like a lot of people just become a little bit rude, um, closed off, a little bit selfish. And I feel like people were already rude, closed off and selfish before everything happens. And I was just very magnified. And so it's just about not taking it personally, not letting it affect you, not falling into those same habits and just kind of keeping a steady mindset has been a very difficult thing. And I just miss the friendliness and the activity, the parties, the good times, the laughs, yeah. the smiles, the hugs without having to ask, you know, I bet those when little people things. are in a fight or flight response, they're just always like, if you think of people's temper at like a, a like a scale of one to 10 fight or flight is like an eight. You know what I mean? Like when you're constantly at an eight, anything like, Oh, you're a smoothie. going to take like 15 minutes. Ah, fuck. <laughs> like everybody's just going <laughs> to freak same out. Same thing happened like three days ago. That's hilarious. You mean today? Was that today? <laughs> no, no. Oh, but something yeah. exactly like that happened today for sure. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, crazy. Yeah, people are just at such a heightened level because uh-huh. they're scared. And they're either going to be closed off because their f- flight is in response or they're mm-hmm. going to be fighters and they're going to be aggressive and mean. Right. So just trying to hold, like, compassion and understanding for that. But also, like, let's have some awareness around that so that we aren't always doing it you know yeah like we don't always need to be so mean to each other <laughs> can't we all just get along <laughs> shouldn't be that difficult get along. Right? <laughs> yeah yeah i don't know i've been trying to figure out ways to like get out of that survival response the fight or flight and ah. Uh, Music has been really nice and like kayaking. We bought a kayak this summer and that's been pretty cool. It's like getting outside and connecting with nature. Because when you're out like kayaking down a river, you're not like, oh yeah, COVID. <laughs> you know, you're like, oh yeah, that's like this goose that just flew by. Yeah. Like, it feels really nice. And then your kayak tips over and you're freezing cold. <laughs> I don't know. I just think that it's like a way to kind of reset and. Yeah. Just by like physically putting yourself in a different place. Yeah. It's just like, ah. Oh refreshing new things to look at being around things that are alive it's like what you said earlier still making plans and doing things is a really good thing i think like movement Mm -hmm. just like making plans get out move go do some stuff and like emily and i have been on the most fun backpacking trips either of us have ever been on during this whole crisis yes we're just like yeah i mean the trails are fairly empty and we both have two weekdays off and so we just kind of make time to go out in the woods and we find that for us that's where we're the most happy and we just thrive out there together and so we just try to get out there as much as we can with our crazy work schedules and it's great it's so much fun did you fluff the bed when you were camping no, no. she does what do you wait i do how well, she has the sleeping bags and well i mean what all i do what it's it's fine <laughs> <laughs> it's it's small but it's there it's there <laughs> Fluffing up the sleeping bag. I don't even know how I do it. It must well, be really subconscious. I think it is. It's, it's just like a zombie response. It's like, oh, I'm just doing this thing. <laughs> automatic. I don't even oh, know that so I do funny. that. So it's like, yeah. it's like when I fall asleep, I just. Do you remember yeah. me falling asleep? I know. I think <laughs> every morning, one of the first things Emily says when she wakes up, oh, I don't even remember falling asleep last night. <laughs> <laughs> every. 
Fifteen gold morning. <laughs> you know, because like sometimes it's a conscientious thing. Sometimes yeah. you're does like, anybody remember? I, I know. Well, the, the moment. <laughs> and then so sometimes the she'll she'll wake up and I'm like I look over I'm like can you remember when you fell asleep last night? <laughs> She's nice. like a question now. Just beat her to it. Oh man, that's really funny. Yeah. But you know when you're like mentally preparing yourself to fall asleep, I just won't remember that. I won't remember the like, ah, yes, I'm ready to shut off my brain now. I don't think I ever have done that. Just I've been done, aware of when Unless I'm having like, a hard time falling asleep, then be like, okay, I'm going to really try now. Maybe I've just always had a hard time falling asleep throughout my entire life, oh. and now it's easy. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. It could be. Yeah. I could see that. For sure. For sure. Not to talk about <laughs> farts again, but... Let's talk about it. When, we were, right. when Taylor and I went backpacking... We decided to go with Mountain House mm. for our food, uh, which for people that don't know, it's just like a dehydrated freezer packed meal. Meal, just add water. Yeah, just add hot hot water, or I mean, you can do cold water if you want. But yeah, we've cold been there. Soaking. <laughs> yeah, but my God, bad rank. Yes, bad farts. Probably the worst I've ever had in my life. No, no, poor Taylor. No, no. Hers were just as bad. Yeah, hers were, <laughs> hers were just as bad. Isn't that the worst, though, when your stomach just feels like it's, I don't know, tied in knots from backpacking and camping food? But my yeah. stomach wasn't upset. Oh, well, that's good. Yeah, <laughs> I felt great. Like I lo- Okay, so just not to, like, you know, trash talk Mountain House, I loved the meals. They were mm-hmm. so great, and I probably just wasn't drinking enough water because if you're eating a dehydrated meal, yeah. and you're backpacking, like physically exuding yourself, you're going to need more water than normal. Yeah. And I'm just like, you know, trying to conserve water because I'm like, I had to pump it with the mm. little water pump from the lake. Yeah. So I'm like, ah, I'm good. Like on water, I'm good. <laughs> I'm not that thirsty. But I just I... licked the sweat off my mustache a couple minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> there's a couple, there's a few more drops there's up above my eyebrow. Two drops. <laughs> Save those for later. It'll drop in probably about 30 seconds. Maybe that clover's lickable. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's morning time. All this dew on the grass. Yeah, so it's not enough. <laughs> and, and I had the worst farts. Bad, yeah. bad farts. Just and then drink up. just the other night, Taylor and I were like really in the mood for some bone broth. And we had some keto bone broth, like a dehydrated pack of bone mm. broth that was left over from the backpacking trip. Can't write, farts came right back. Oh, no. Bad. It's like Emily and meat sticks. You too. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. I just like to... We'll poke at you a little bit. It you was under the bus. so bad. Yeah. No, those are bad too. I yeah. can't eat meat sticks anymore after that. Or trip. cheese, right? Isn't it cheese? Well, I just try to stay away from cheese in general. But mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Both yeah. Of those I are wouldn't rough. let you walk behind me on that pilot rock trip. You had a meat <laughs> stick on the 4th of July. <laughs> I remember that vividly. The 4th of July. <laughs> yes. I remember the date. That was... <laughs> it was pretty bad. I think I would like warn everybody too ahead of time. I'm like, hey, yeah. dude, I'm sorry. She's <laughs> like, so I'm about to eat a meat stick. And in about 13 minutes, we're going to experience some turbulence. <laughs> so you guys better. Emily's eating meat stick. Back of the line. <laughs> it cropped us, the rest of us. Yeah. Um, Got to know you on a whole new level that day. I I know this is true. <laughs> oh, it's so good though. It's so good. I feel like you haven't really met somebody until you smell their bad farts. You know that's when you know. I them. thought you were gonna say something cute, like until you've like walked a trail with them. But no, you're you're sticking with farts. Well, I mean, you could say you smell a lot of bad farts on the trail. Well, yeah, that's true. So yeah, <laughs> they go hand in hand. Yeah, trail it's farts. Like, it's like you enter a new level. Like 
wait, you, when wait, you start wait. when you start dating each other, oh, you know, you okay. don't really fart around each other. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But once you f- <laughs> start farting around each other, that that's like a new level, you know. Exactly. Yeah. Like Taylor specifically looked at me. She's like, "Are you ready?" <laughs> I'm like, uh, yeah, I think so. She ripped one. She was the first one to let it go. I'm like, we were there. I was the first, I one, was the too. first one too. You were? Yeah. I I was like, I tooted right afterwards. <laughs> but yeah. I tooted. Was that the first time? Was no, that, first that wasn't the first oh. time. I remember standing in your old bedroom and just all of a sudden it came out. I had no control. It was too too strong and too fast. And I was just like, oh, I tooted. I, tooted. I remember your reaction. Because like for the first, I don't know, couple of months we started tooting around each other. I'd always say afterwards, I tooted. I tooted. <laughs> and, and still sometimes that like, happens a I'm lot. sorry. <laughs> nice. Because they're uh. usually like quiet. And then all of a sudden it just smells so bad. So bad. <laughs> or like when you sit down on the toilet to go pee in the morning oh yeah i'm like you little, might hear something the little little disclaimer <laughs> i might too <laughs> you just never know you know what i mean yeah still you do that what do you mean like when oh. you when you toot uh i tooted oh no i don't say i tooted anymore oh. i'm just like i'm so sorry it's gonna smell oh, in a second yeah. <laughs> yeah, just an apology i'm so sorry and i'm like oh no just like wait it out <laughs> Sometimes I know if they're really bad, I'm going to go into another room. Oh, that's nice. Maybe we should start doing that. Yeah, Emily. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah. Well, that was a solid episode. What do you think? It's a lot about farts. Yeah, a lot about farts. We beginning and ended with farts, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Oh, my God, Brayden. You just let one go? Sure did. Oh, no. Perfect timing. Should have put the mic down there. (laughs) <laughs> would have been perfect podcast material it's such a good end too. just go out with a with a bang <laughs> yeah with a bang yeah awesome yeah it was great yeah had a good time thanks for joining us Emily <laughs> thank you Emily uh, thanks for having me you guys <laughs> yeah that was fun good times you're a great addition I'm awkward <laughs> <laughs> thanks for listening to this episode of the podcast If you want to support this podcast, the easiest way is to subscribe or tell a friend or leave a rating on iTunes or just send us money. The link for that is in the show notes. Follow Ammon on Instagram at Ammon Clough. And Brayden at Brayden.pnw.